0: See, this is the real secret of life. To be completely engaged with what you're doing in the here and now. And instead of calling it work, realise that this is play.
1: Welcome to the Restore to Explore podcast, hosted by your soulmates from the Foot Collective Australia. I'm Jim Dooner and I'm Mac Lyon. We're on a mission to empower humans to restore their natural health and function from the ground up so they can explore movement and life with freedom and confidence. Hey, it's Mac Lyon here and I'm back with another story from the soul where we talk to real people with real life experiences to understand how they've navigated their foot health journey. This week I chat to Alison Alder, a 42 year old nurse and mother from Brisbane who's had a really remarkable ride. It was a podcast just like this that first opened her eyes to the barefoot world before an ankle injury struck her down. Alison was in severe pain. Health professionals insisted she would have to ditch her natural footwear for good and rely on supportive shoes and technologies for the rest of her life. Allison wasn't having it though, and her journey back from surgery is an inspiring example of what can be achieved with the right mindset and the support of practitioners who empower you along the way. And this week's episode is also brought to you by our brand new TFC community. It's a completely free online space that we like to think of as a private community hall for humans to learn, connect, share, inspire, and support one another on the journey to foot freedom without the usual distractions of social media. Inside, you'll find a growing library of education, training, and resources to help you resolve common conditions, restore natural function, and explore your body's potential. To join us, just head to thefootcollective.com, and you'll find the link in our show notes as well. All right. Well, we may as well jump right in. Uh, this is the first story from the soul we've done for the new year. I don't know whether you've listened to any of the podcast episodes we've done in the past. Yeah, days. I
0: have been listening to a few whilst walking, actually.
1: Oh, cool. Fantastic. Well, welcome to the Restore to Explore podcast. It's a pleasure Thank to you. have you on. Uh it probably feels a bit weird. I mean, you probably didn't think when you purchased a a product uh, from a company (laughs) that you'd end up on their podcast. And, uh, yeah, not really. The reason we do these is to, to connect with, uh, yeah, real humans who are going through real problems with their feet, uh, because I think everyone's got their own story to tell. And, uh, I'm really keen to hear yours. So just to introduce yeah. yourself, can you can you let everybody know who you are and where you're from and, uh, yeah, a bit of background on yourself?
0: Yeah, so I'm Alison. I'm 42 um, and I've had flat feet all my life. Um, and was always just told it was genetic, it was hereditary, like my mum's got fat feet, my granddad had fat feet, wasn't allowed into the Navy because of his flat feet. So it was always just something I was told was kind of inevitable and I would just have to put up with. Um, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 20 years, so on my feet predominantly all day. Um, never really had problems with my feet until I was probably... Probably about 10 years ago, and I had um, like miggling plantar fasciitis, things like that. Um, I think back then I did see a podiatrist who recommended going into kind of podiatrist designed shoes for nurses, um, quite supportive shoes supporting the arch, um, things like that, which kind of did help a little bit, but never really fixed the problem. Um problems with my feet got kind of progressively worse, but never to a point where I couldn't walk or I was running quite a lot. I was doing quite a lot of HIT training. And then probably 2019, I think I got really into podcasts and listened to a podcast with Galahad Clark, the founder of Vivo Barefoot. Very cool. And as he was talking I was just ticking off all these things. And I just thought, wow, maybe, you know, I don't need to wear these highly supportive shoes and these um, shoes that are kind of encasing my feet and restricting the movement. Maybe I actually need to look at something else and actually increasing the movement, increasing the strength of my feet. So I started wearing barefoot shoes. The problem I think though was that I didn't necessarily do it very well I went straight into barefoot shoes I didn't really train my feet um, and so I didn't really give my feet a chance to kind of get stronger mm. I just went full throttle into barefoot shoes because the impact was so great like I suddenly didn't have pain in my feet but having the flat feet it then started to put a lot of strain on the tendons which is where i came to in january 2022 when i well, actually ruptured the tendon
1: before we before we get into your injury i mean i wouldn't mind going back and and, and you've spoken there about your sort of family history with flat feet and i think yeah. it's it's an interesting one my brother grew up uh, with flat feet in inverted commas, yeah. the same as as you've described. And I think it, it's pretty disempowering to be told as a child uh, or any age, really, that essentially a part of your body is broken and there's nothing you can do about fixing it. And it's just something you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life. A big thing yeah. that we talk about, uh, and, and I'm not a physio, but Uh, by being surrounded by physios and and experts on foot health you know i've learned that with a lot of these foot health conditions people believe or or are led to believe that they're genetic and that we are destined to suffer these um these conditions or pathologies but a lot of it can be familial and and what we see is that the way or the your grandfather lived or your mother lived uh, and the shoes that they wore in the environment that they were in there may have been a predisposition in the genes to this happening but a lot of it comes down to what you get exposed to and yeah uh, you know i think the the message that comes from from a lot of health professionals it, people people love to hear it, it sounds terrible but people love to hear that they're broken because it it's almost like a way out. It's like, yeah, it gives them an excuse. Exactly. Exactly. Rather than going, Oh, actually I can fix this. And yep. there is a way that I can fix it. It's going to take a bit of work, but yep. there is a path out. I mean, how did you find that as a kid? Do you, do you remember what it was like growing up with, with sort of that, <laughs> that label?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was always told that, you know, Oh, you will you Inevitably, end up with bunions because grandma's got them and mum's got them. Um, you and and it's genetic; it runs in the family. Blah blah blah. Um, you'll never be able to wear uh, heels, things like that, which I never particularly wanted to. But I that don't know. That was the best bit of advice you've ever been given. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was a good one. <laughs> I think the, the the thought of foot pain and having painful feet. And probably kind of almost disfigured feet was just something I thought was inevitable really it didn't I don't think it occurred to people in my family that actually that wasn't necessarily the it didn't have to be that way you know there was a an alternative option Mm. and even now like my mum has similar problems to me with her feet but doesn't really listen to me if i say look there are alternative ways she's kind of gone oh i'm too old to think about that and
1: um don't worry i run a foot health company and trying to convince my mother or grandmother (laughs) (laughs) that there (laughs) is another way is tricky as well and it it is because they've been a fed that message that my grandma said the same thing about bunions she's like oh no no they're genetic they're genetic there's there's no way that you can fix them and I think once you sort of see the light and, and start to understand how the foot works and, and really how any body part works, it really it does just make sense that if you shove something into something that isn't the right shape, then it's going Absolutely. to adopt <laughs> that shape. Um, and and
0: I, I don't really understand why people think of their feet as so different to any other part of their body. A few years ago, I had shoulder pain and, Therefore, because I've got hypermobile joints, so that's probably also why my feet fell apart so dramatically. But I had got a lot of problems with my shoulder, and the advice was to kind of strengthen the muscles around my shoulder, do a lot of mobility exercises around my shoulder so that the muscles supporting my shoulder were strong and able to do that. Well, why should it be any different to your feet? Like, why are we – we have problems with our feet, and we're suddenly told to encase them in shoes, don't move them – cushion them and so they get weaker and weaker and weaker and it it just doesn't really make sense because out of all your body parts your feet have to carry you around all the time all of your life so we should be doing everything we can to strengthen them
1: i was at the gym the other day and i was talking i was in the sauna and i was talking to a bloke who had his um his arm in a a, like a brace he'd done some tendon damage to his arm and I was talking to him about the fact that um what well, he was saying that he wears orthotics and he's sort of been told that he needs the orthotics to support his feet. And I said, Well, you know, the whole issue here is that you're he's an MMA fighter, so so needs his feet. His feet are like his biggest weapon, um yeah. but for kicking and, and grappling. And I said to him, I said, Well, you know, if your arm, when it gets to the point where you don't have to wear the cast anymore you know you've got the option do you keep strengthening it and, and trying to get the muscle and the tendons back to the way that you know the way they were before and even stronger so that the injury doesn't happen again or would you be happy to leave it in that cast forever and and essentially just rely on that support and of course yeah. the answer is like no well, I'm not going to do that to my arm but there is this real interesting detachment between the feet and, and the rest of the body. It's like, well, no, no, the experts have said I need to, to support it. And I think the problem is, is that we just don't see shoes or, or orthotics as, as the problem, because yeah. for so long we've been told by everyone that's older than us and everyone that's more educated than us that yeah. no, 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 the science supports that the shoes that we're making you wear and the supports that we're making you wear are, are, are what's good for you. Um And Sadly, we, we see that it's not so. Yep. Um. In, in a lot of cases, they they do serve their purpose. Orthotics for, for some people. Um. Some people do need them, but yeah. Hopefully, as you know, as a gateway to get out of the the restraints of, of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Use them for the short term. I mean, I had to use obviously when I had surgery. I was then in, in a cast, and then in a moonbeam, and then in a brace before I could work my way back to footwear barefoot and everything else so use it for that short term use it for the recovery use it for healing but then you've got to rehab and work on getting your foot back to being a foot not Mm. something that's cushioned and absolutely
1: and i love it's funny i've done the same thing with podcasts recently um i've I've always been a, a pretty big Consumer of of knowledge, like I, but podcasts are something that I've really, really gotten into lately. And uh, just it, it's interesting when you sit there and you listen to a podcast, like you you listen to with the founder of Evo Barefoot, where you do just the light bulbs start going off and you go, yeah, and you yeah. feel like they're talking directly to you, and it's like, oh, finally. And this is sort of what we hope with these episodes, talking to to individuals like yourself, is that yeah, you know, by having real people who who have gone through real life experiences like you with foot pain people can go wait a second like this this does resonate what yeah what what was your sort of response after listening to that podcast to um yeah to sort of start changing what what was you, you said you'd bought the shoes well, let, but-
0: yeah yeah so at the time I was wearing I don't know I'd been to athletes and you know had all the high-tech you must wear this and cushions and orthotics and everything else and as I'm listening, I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing. I'm going to get some and just see how I go. And at first, I was like, right, I'll just do a few walks in them, see how I go. Um, so I think I'd done up to maybe like a three or four K run in Vivo Barefoot. And everything was great. It was all going really well. And then I got to a weekend and I wanted to do a longer run. So I think I was running 10K. I was like, oh, probably shouldn't wear the barefoot shoes straight out. I was only I'd only had them a couple of weeks. So I wore my athlete's foot shoes. By the time I think I only managed about eight Ks. By the time I got home, I could barely walk. Like my hips hurt, my knees hurt, and I could just feel. And I think by then I'd listened to not only Galahad Clark, but a couple of other um foot podcasts like Gary Ward people like this who were saying you know everything's connected so if your hips are hurting it's because something else is out of line it's probably not a problem with your hips it's something going on Mm. up or down and it all just suddenly kind of made sense I was like my hips are hurting because my feet are not hitting the ground in the way that they should be so from that I think I just went and threw my shoes away and I was like right that's it I'm going fully barefoot shoes And that was great for about 18 months, nearly two years. Um, But then I got the tendon damage Mm. and then it all kind of went a bit wrong. For a few
1: months. So when you put those traditional modern shoes back on, could you feel the difference like as you were running? Like obviously the pain afterwards, but I think that's something that, particularly for runners uh, yeah. you know it's it's a it's a tough thing for runners to transition we find because a lot yeah. of runners like to run their 10k every second day and they've got you know their Ks a week that they want to meet and and they yeah. whether they're training for a marathon or whatever it may be um and then with barefoot shoes you really do have to go back to very very minimal running and build up otherwise yeah. Your calves will scream, and you'll you'll be one day running and a week off because it, it's a, a longer recovery. Yeah, yeah,
0: you do have to train D-
1: definitely. Um, but yeah, you, you could feel that 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 change obviously then.
0: Yeah, everything. It was the way my foot was hitting the ground. Um, because obviously with the supportive shoes, I had something to give me an arch, but it meant my foot wasn't doing any work in proper shoes if you want to call them that (laughs) um and therefore I could feel just where my hips were where my knees were and everything everything was just not lining up properly whereas in barefoot shoes everything's kind of stacked where it should be I can feel the ground and I can get that kind of heel toe you know the ball of your big toe the ball of your little toe working Mm. for my feet and no pain so so what went wrong (laughs) what went wrong um I think I was over training so I was doing a lot of running and a lot of hit training um which is obviously all jumping you know burpees things like that um I think there was a specific time where I was running and I went round a corner and kind of slipped. But I think it that was probably just the straw that baked the camel's back, as if where at first I just thought, Oh, it's fine. And I'm a nurse and probably not that good at looking after myself.
1: <laughs> so I was like,
0: Oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. I'll just keep going. So I kept trying to run, thinking I'd just kind of twisted my ankle or sprained my ankle, but it was the inside of the ankle, which I thought, oh, that's probably not that common an area. It was Christmas time, so I left it a few weeks and then went to my normal physio who was like, Oh, it's quite an unusual place to have a sprain. Um, gave me some exercises and stuff to do, sent me away sent me to athlete's foot and said no 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 you cannot be wearing barefoot shoes you must have supportive shoes and kind of bowed to peer pressure really and kind of tried to put myself back into traditional shoes eventually had an MRI I think around February time and it showed that I'd quite badly ruptured the posterior tibial tendon which is the one that's meant to hold up your arch so my foot was actually rolling in so I was kind of walking on the inside of my ankle so at that point I 100% needed orthotics because I needed something to bring my foot back round so that I could just walk um I was in pain all day every day it was getting to the point where I couldn't sleep because even the weight of a blanket on my foot like pulling my foot one way or the other was painful or woke up every time I tried to move my foot. Um, Saw various specialists who basically said, if you'd have come to see us a year ago or two years ago, we might've been able to help you prevent this, but you it's gone too far. So I saw a surgeon for his opinion and his view was that with orthotics and a brace, a specific airflow brace so you can pump up the arch to where you need it to be and it supports the ankle. Um you can function perfectly well and you can you know go away and basically live your life which I tried to do for about six months but I realized very quickly that this is okay if you just want to walk around the shops or you know get on with your life but that's not what I want to do. I want to be out walking Maybe even running again one day. I was struggling to do my job. It's like this isn't how I want to live my life. I could live my life like that, but that wasn't the life that I wanted. It's really. and so then um, I had to opt for surgery.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's it's sad and scary that that was the path you were led down. Because if you didn't have the personal drive that you clearly have, there are a lot of people who take option A. And yep. keep pumping, keep pumping their their foot up, and yep. getting through. Um, when living
0: on painkillers, I was taking painkillers,
1: yeah,
0: pretty much every day, um, really quite regularly. And I, you know, I'm a nurse, and I know every drug you take has a side effect. So then, you know, you have to take some sort of gastro protection if you're taking all these drugs. Like I can't just keep taking one more thing to it's a slippery correct something else.
1: Yeah, a real so I went
0: back to the surgeon and just said, No, I need the surgery because I need to be able to at least give myself a chance of fixing this.
1: How long is this after the injury?
0: So the initial injury was end of December, and I had the surgery in August,
1: right? So, yeah, so almost eight eight months months, of pain, wow, and 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 I'm I'm, I'm going to guess that it wasn't just your foot that was in pain. I mean, the rest of your health must have deteriorated over that time. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I put on weight. I wasn't sleeping. And, you know, we all know how fundamental sleep is to your health. Um, I wasn't eating properly because I wasn't getting out. I wasn't happy. Um, I wouldn't say I was depressed or anything, but certainly... My whole mood and demeanor, like people who only met me in the last year, have been like, well, "You're a different person since you had surgery." I'm, well, I'm not in pain. <laughs> like, mm. pain affects every part of your life. I think you know, I was probably harder to live with. I, I wasn't active. I couldn't do anything with my kids. Um, like we couldn't even like go for a, a walk or anything. I struggled to get to my local coffee shop, which is half a kilometer away.
1: I think it takes a lot of resolve as well when something like this happens to not point fingers at a thing. I mean, yeah. you were able to identify that it was probably your overtraining that caused this, but I'm sure there are people out there who would be quick to point the blame at the shoe or, you know, yeah. um, and I think... That therein lies another danger as well, Um, because yeah. I think if you didn't have, uh, it sounds like you're you're sort of quite bound to the faith that you have in the fact that barefoot is best. And yeah. when you were hearing messages after this, every step of the way, pretty much that no, no, yeah. no, don't don't go barefoot, shoes. You're going to need orthotics. You're going to need this support. Um medical devices and technology is here to just help you get through for the rest of your life now yes. and yeah kudos to you for for having the bravery to keep pushing through and then to to go okay surgery and not then to go okay well surgery and then back into um you know back into the supportive comfortable sort of uh yeah. cocoon that <laughs> had gotten you through no
0: i was determined the day I had my surgery, when I woke up from surgery, I laid in that hospital bed and right, just said to myself, right, this is your reset button. You know, the last eight months have been pretty horrible. Um, but from now, this is where you get better and you you, like only me, can fix this and make it better. So I was given physio exercises in the hospital. I actually had seven weeks off work because I was non-weight-bearing completely for I think six weeks. Mm. Then I was allowed to start weight-bearing in a moon boot and things. But I was religiously physio every two hours, doing exercises every two hours. I was moving my feet as much as I could as soon as it was out of the cast. Um, And I guess that's where... I came to find the soulmate mm. and start introducing that. And I very quickly kind of pushed aside the most of the <laughs> medical advice that I'd been given and started following kind of my own rehab path.
1: Cool. A lot more. And I mean, you are a nurse, so it helps having a bit of a yeah. a medical background and understanding for that. But yeah, what what was it like when you sort of found the soulmate and what was the what was the journey with that? How did you start integrating it and, and why do you think you did give the old medical approach the flick?
0: I think I was following quite a few people on Instagram, like you guys, and um I actually got in touch with Andy Bryant, was one of the first people I spoke to and started following him and another couple of like barefoot physios around Australia and there was one particular thing on Instagram that said you know oh if your physio is recommending this for rehab and listed like a load of exercises then that's probably not the best thing to actually build up strength in your foot and it was I could literally show you the list (laughs) of physio exercises I'd been given I was like that's all of those so what (laughs) could I be doing next? different and is actually going to build up some strength in my foot um and I mean at first having had six weeks of non-weight bearing two weeks in the cast I mean my calf muscles everything just withered away so I had a lot of muscle wasting in my foot so I even to do like dorsiflexion and stuff with my foot was an effort and my foot would be shaking and it was really really hard but the kind of the foot collective exercises just made a lot more sense because i could feel my foot working and i could feel how that was actually going to build up strength in my foot and obviously i had to do it very carefully and i had to do it very slowly because i just had major reconstruction surgery on my foot. because not only did they have to repair the tendon they actually had to break my heel and move it so I had a broken bone which has now got two huge screws in it so it wasn't something I could just jump on the soulmate and suddenly balance (laughs) yeah it was but it allowed me to integrate like really focused training onto my feet
1: yeah it's fantastic and I think what you've just described there is like that's our dream for, for every person that purchases one of these tools or that comes to us asking for help is there's only so much we can do online and we yeah. can provide in terms, and, and you don't need a soulmate. There's there's tools out there that you, you could find lying yeah. around the house that would do a similar thing. But I think it, it's what you've described about really just becoming your own scientist and, listening to your body along the way and and not not being reliant, I guess, on that list of exercises that a physio get, gives you and going, okay, I've got to yeah. do five of those today, you know, five of these, five of those. It's going, okay, I understand that my foot needs to be stronger. These are ways that I can improve its strength based yeah. on what I'm feeling as I'm doing these things and what I'm feeling after having done these exercises will dictate what i do next and i think um i think that's where a lot of people go wrong it's similar to to you with the overtraining. it's it's like yeah if if you are super in tune with your body then some of the red flags that are going to make things worse pop up um but i think we are all sort of so used to just pushing through and uh, yeah
0: and i think we train for training's sake a lot so we're like right this is my workout this is what I have to do this is what I have to complete whereas soulmate training and now working with Tom Williams Mm. the exercises he gives me I can just integrate them into my day so Tom has me doing I don't know hideous amounts of calf raises (laughs) like 200 a day or something it's obscene he's (laughs) horrible (laughs) Um, and I mean that in the nicest way (laughs) But I can do 25 to 30 calf raises while I brush my teeth. Therefore, I don't have to set aside time to do that. I can just make it part of my day. When I first went back to work, after, so seven weeks post-op, I was still in the moon boot. I could um, have the soulmate at my standing desk and I could just balance on the soulmate for five minutes, once or twice a day. And... Just do that, and even just standing on the soulmate because then my feet are constantly kind of adjusting and everything. And just I think that helped build up a lot of strength in my ankles,
1: absolutely. And I think what you've said there as well about training for training's sake a lot of people don't like training, particularly mm. for training's sake. Um, and yeah. it, it scares them off the training at all, uh, and so. like i'd hope that what we've tried to deliver with with a lot of our education is the fact that this can be fun like it doesn't have to feel like work um we rebranded our workshops to play shops last year for that very fact that the feedback we're getting from everyone who came to to learn from us and and move with us was that the play was the best part and we knew that all along but
0: (laughs) yeah and i think the message that you give is really good because it's play-based you don't have to be really good at it i mean i watched the videos of james on the Foot collective it's a little unfair he's a little too good (laughs) (laughs) he's so good at it and so i know if he's wobbling around and struggling to balance i'm like oh god i've got no hope Um, (laughs) but i can try it all and i can adapt it all to my feet i'm not trying to there's not kind of that oh, there's no point in doing it because I'm no good at it. It's mm. just play. So yeah. get a hacky sack and pick it up with your foot and see how far you can get round. And, yeah, it can just be fun. And there's some power to, laugh to feeling at yourself. silly.
1: Yeah, there's some power to <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. you know, that's – and I think it's like the little wins that you have along the way with that sort of approach as well. Like Yeah. You can you can with the balancing. You can see progress really quickly if you you put your mind to it and you focus.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. People look at it and, and go, "I can't do that." My balance wasn't great beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> so before I had problems with my feet, I, my spatial awareness and balance wasn't great. So any improvement is probably better than it was pre-op. So <laughs> fantastic.
1: Well, um, yeah, I think I think we sort of covered everything I wanted to cover. Like, I, I I'm really grateful that you've had a chat because it's it's really important that people understand particularly like we haven't had somebody on yet um who's had such a serious injury like you and has gone through that rehab journey and yeah a lot of people have been in pain and and i'm not you know i'm not saying that plantar fasciitis you know it's excruciating for a lot of people and and can be really really chronic and, and debilitating um but to sort of I think when you have a a serious injury that just knocks you off your feet entirely and you, a lot of people would yeah, reassess and go, maybe, maybe I should go back to the way I was doing it before. Um, But yeah, for someone who'd already sort of seen the light and then to go into the darkness again and then come out the other side um, is is really cool. What would you say to people um, who haven't sort of considered this approach before or, Um, you know, haven't found their soulmate, um, or haven't found barefoot shoes. What, what what would you say to them?
0: I just think you've got nothing to lose. Like, there's no downside. At worst, you're going to have spent a couple of hundred dollars on some shoes, but at best, you're actually going to improve your entire lifestyle. And I really do think that improving your foot health actually has a knock on effect to everything else. kind of it, it's gotten me back outside so I'm back in nature I'm exercising more I'm eating better I'm sleeping better so just try it and it might work and it might actually really really make a massive difference to your whole lifestyle.
1: Yeah absolutely absolutely Well thank you so much for the chat uh, I really appreciate it no and um, yeah stay tuned for the next episode of the restore to explore podcast you'll be able to listen to yourself this time (laughs)
0: oh my god
1: (laughs) thanks for listening to the restore to explore podcast to stay up to date with all things tfc join our brand new free community inside you'll find a growing library of education training and resources to help you resolve common conditions restore natural function and explore your body's potential with a community that's there to support you along the way to join just head to thefootcollective.com or you'll find the link in our show notes.